As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. Plus minus. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. This is a, a historic worst plus minus. We haven't had one of these since June of 2022. This is a worst plus minus episode following a Warriors road win streak. You know, wow. they did win two straight road games this season. I don't know why everyone keeps floating. Why, where? Stuff. Really? Yeah, where? go to the schedule. They won in Cleveland without anybody, right? Ty Jerome, you remember that and game? And then they, then they came home. Yeah, but it wasn't back-to-back, though. It wasn't the, like The on games were not back-to-back, but then yeah, they yeah, won yeah. their next road game. It was against the Thunder. Yeah, that don't count. That don't count. Why not? We're talking about... Two nah, straight we, road wins. <laughs> I guess technically the finals wasn't back-to-back because it was game four and then game six. There you go. So everyone, everyone want to move goalposts. They, I'm looking right now. Uh, it was. Yeah, I do remember that because that's the game they didn't play anybody, and they stunned Cleveland. And then they started their next road trip at Oklahoma City, won, and then lost 11 straight road games until these last two. So, yes, can they get that it don't to count, three? Bro. Though that's the big thing. To count. me, a winning streak. Have you ever seen? I think it's either Major League One or two, but you know. That's two in a row. Three is a winning streak. I think you don't get a winning streak label until three. And that means they would have to win at Denver on Sunday, April 2nd. So will they go an entire season without a true road winning, winning streak? Uh, a real road winning streak? Eh, Probably, possible. yes. Either way, it feels like maybe they finally showed up. Maybe at the at the time it felt like it wasn't going to happen. They've decided. All right, let's remind everybody who we are. Now, it wasn't it wasn't pretty by any means, and it was against a Dallas squad that didn't have Kyrie, but you know they didn't have Andrew Wiggins. But man, it felt there was something different about it. Like as Kevon Looney said, man, we've lost this game before this year. Like earlier this year, we would have lost this game. They Their did. swag is a little several different. Several times, now, several times, right? Twenty nine times. 
you know, they go to the rim late and, and Curry gets the layup and it makes you think back to all the times. You know, remember Steph Curry and Charlotte blaming himself for hero ball? And, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, we can go to the Utah game where, where they blow that four-point lead in the last seven seconds. Or remember their offense down the stretch in Minnesota when they, you know, blew like a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter when D'Angelo Russell was still on the Timberwolves? They have screwed that up many times. They even had a game in Dallas. I don't know if you remember. Their first game in Dallas this season where Steph Curry traveled twice. Remember, he shifted his pivot foot twice. Yeah, and that was a game where there yeah. was like 12 travels total called. It was when they were cracking down. They were going crazy with the travels. But, yeah. you know, that was a late-game screw-up, a late-game turnover. Different. They continued to find creative ways to screw up late on the road this season. And last night, they didn't. Like, that was really sharp execution down the stretch. I mean, that last play was, I think, a, a good design or strategy which was to get maxi kleba and luca into the action you had draymond sealing off bullock and then you had and i know you wrote some about this but i mean draymond just had some huge stops down the stretch that felt a little vintage too right just like bowing up when it mattered most sealing the game and they did that we all know draymond about march starts turning up right this feel like okay draymond has turned up but it doesn't feel like he's played poorly in the way that you know we've seen him like not look good and all of a sudden look good but it just felt like that was the Draymond that infects the game right like when he's doing stuff like everywhere every play that happens is Draymond in it did it feel like we just hadn't seen that maybe maybe we've seen it but it just wasn't so effective as it was but I was I was thinking about that like I don't think he's been playing terrible, but that we haven't seen that in a while. No, remember what was it last season or a couple seasons ago? He had those like he had like seven game winning stops, right? It was like last ten seconds of a game. I remember one time he like stripped Giannis in one in a game in Milwaukee. I think he got Jokic one time. Yeah, they kept trying to like ISO post him up, and he kept getting the stops, and like basically then coming out post game, like why would you do that? So it felt a little bit like that. Uh, I don't even know what, like, yeah, I guess, you know, you go for the quick two, maybe, you know, I I was kind of surprised Dallas went to that late, but to your point, I mean, he gave it to him, right? Like he was like that, that was to me, that was the gr- the greatest, you know, me, the OAU coach, they, they, t- they top sided Dallas up, up three. It was like, yeah, go ahead. You can have the two. You know this team would have been but <laughs> Yeah. You almost, like they might have fouled too. You right? They yes, might have done right. a foul up up three. It was a big game, right? There was high stakes in this game. Draymond knew that. This was a four game swing in the standings. There's only eight games left. So I do think his focus level defensively was more keyed down the stretch. But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it is funny you mentioned that. I do remember one of the Durant seasons when they had really kind of been on cruise control all regular season 2019 or 18 19 yeah. right uh, and then there was like a mid-march late march game in houston that they won and draymond was great in it and then post game we were doing the interviews outside the locker room because there were so many reporters around those durant teams and it was a big game right those, those were the hardened rockets and he came out and people thought he was going to do an interview, but he was like racing to the weight room. And he's like, no, baby, it's March. I need my post-game workout. It's I March. I got to turn workout, up right yeah. now. And yeah, <laughs> that was, I remember being introduced like, oh, okay. Like he, this is how he operates. So yeah, I think there's a little bit to what you're saying, but also I think Luca just biffed a 
makeable layup because he was exhausted. He played 41 minutes and he hadn't played in the for the first time in a week. No Kyrie, zero rim protection on Dallas. The the Warriors had, I believe, a season high 12 dunks, and Kaminga had five. Like, think about Steph kind of gliding to the rim late. There's just nobody there for Dallas. So I just think it was kind of a bad Dallas team, and and they barely survived. So I'm not ready to proclaim like here they come, but. Draymond looked good. You are so jaded. You have been jaded by this 500 season that you didn't. You didn't see this coming, huh? You didn't see this this galloping toward the finish line that's about to happen. They have not once. <laughs> the, I will. I will give them their credit. Throw them their flowers. Whatever you want to say when they get to that 40 second win. But until they disqualify 41 and 41 as a final record, I will still believe that that's the final record. <laughs> that, that, that might happen this homestand to me. <laughs> you know what? You're right. If they go 4-0 on this homestand, they would get to 42. 42, wins. yeah. They've had better wins against better teams, right? Like they've beat better teams in Dallas. Memphis shorthanded a couple times. Yeah. Boston at home. Was yeah, Boston. Game. Yeah. That, it, so t- to me, it, it wasn't about like Dallas being, ooh, they beat Dallas, right? But it was the first time, not the first time, but like the most significant time this season, they've risen to the moment and got the game they needed to win. On and the also, road. That's on the, the road, yeah, yeah, on the road. But also like some of the things look like they're coming together. And one of them uh, is like Jonathan Kaminga. I mean, he had an incredible road trip. And I wonder if it's, it's probably this catch-22 scenario, but... Man, his three ball looks so smooth. But does his three ball look so smooth because he's like playing the right way, figuring it out? Like he's attacking the rim. Like, like you said, he's got so many dunks. When he gets that step, he's taking off. Except for there's a few times where he's driving and then kicking out, but he's just been aggressive, like getting in the paint. And as a result, maybe his three point looks smooth or. Perhaps because his three pointer feels good, he feels good. I and now agree with that back. side of it. I think once the, when the three's feeling good, he he's like not thinking as much. But you know, like he's thirteen and twenty six from three in whatever it is eight or nine March games. He's fifty percent from three in March. You go back to February, he was thirty seven percent. He's now thirty six percent on the season from three, and he was thirty four thirty five percent as a rookie. Like. The guy's actually been like a solid three-point shooter. What's interesting to me is like how little fear defenses have in it. And like he can be shooting 36% from three for the season and have been hot lately. And these teams still just sag way off it. Part is it's because they're scared of him going downhill. But also I just think there's a belief that that really mucks up the Warriors offense because it has. Uh, you know, it's it's why I think Steve Kerr. Well, he's not the one the offense is designed to get three for. <laughs> It's also why Kerr's been reticent to play him next to, you know, Draymond and Looney. He would theoretically be your Andrew Wiggins replacement in the starting lineup, right? Especially the way he's playing, where you go just Steph, Clay, Kaminga, Draymond, Looney. But they don't want to play Kaminga, Draymond, and Looney together because Wiggins is much more of a three than Kaminga. Kaminga's a four. But the way he's playing, if he is going to hit shots like this, and defense is going to keep gifting him those shots, and he's still going to find ways, like five dunks last night, the confidence level he's playing with, the way he's getting out on the fast track, the way he's defending, that was the big thing on Luca last night, even team-wise. You're going to want to play him more, right? I mean, in a rotation that includes Draymond and Looney starting together and playing a, a certain amount of minutes together, can you get Kaminga 30 minutes regularly? Would you be comfortable playing those three on the floor together at the same time? 
Nah, but I think 25 good ones will work, right? Like they figured out a way to get them between 20 and 25. And like, here's where I could do it. Like second half, fourth quarter, when it looks like Kaminga's in one of those rhythms, right? He's maybe he's hit a couple threes already, but mostly if to me, if he's over for three and he's seeing that as an attack, then that's the Kaminga that I like. Like he's been doing that. The corner threes he takes though. It's the, the corner ones, he's like, yo, I got these. There was one where the pass was off, and he, like, reset, took a little reset dribble, hit a corner. They're like, yo, what are you doing, <laughs> Jonathan? Who are you, Clay Thompson over here? It was like just the fact that he had, the like, the moxie to take it. But you can you can feel it from him. You can feel that level of confidence. You can just feel when he's feeling good. And I think you could use that as the barometer for when you play him with Draymond and Looney when you don't. That's what I tried. I'm like, yo, Kaminga's Kaminga's in in his bag. Let's go, let's go with it. But generally, I wouldn't do it. The reason I'm tempted is not offense, though. It's because, especially on the road, the way he pressures the ball out front, and you saw him, like he was doing the old school. I'm putting my hands behind my back and I'm guarding Luca. Right, like later, that's how I used to do little brothers and stuff. Right, like you'd be like, man, I don't even need my hands. I'm just like, it's either that or it's the way you had to defend Harden, right? Yeah, exactly. I that's what it is. Like, I'm not gonna foul you, but to think to say I'm going to stay with you without making myself wide, I'm gonna make myself skinny, and I'm still going to stay with you. But if you got that, and just you know, turn you, you got that, you got Draymond, you got Looney. That feels like the trio uh, really that they now love lineup. to play, apparently, because the numbers. Oh are great. man. But it's, it's coming at Draymond Lamb. Draymond Lamb, yep. Yeah. But the problem with that, with playing Kaminga in that situation, is you can get, in most scenarios, Dante as that ball pressure role with Looney as the like the back line of defense and Draymond as the kind of go all over, help everywhere. That, that kind of trio ball pressure, anchor, and then the master helper Draymond. Yeah, yeah. That is how they were so great defensively last year, but it was Wiggins, right? GP2, Draymond. So I do feel like they can recreate that, but it just feels like a very dominant defensive proposition with Kaminga out there, like pressuring the ball full court. But you can also get some of that for Dante without losing the shooting. So I just don't know you need to do it. You know, you don't need to put three non-shooters out there. But I feel like if you give him 25, man, we, that, it's, we've come a long way on Kaminga, bro. Yeah, the one thing I would say is, like, he's had these stretches of games before. You know, you can go back to career. <laughs> yeah, well, as a rookie, he certainly did. But also, like, think about this season. Remember one of the stretches of road games I was talking about earlier, the game they actually gave away in Utah that they should have won. One, he played, he had like 20-something points. And remember him guarding Jordan Clarkson down the stretch? He got Jordan Clarkson ejected because he stopped him at the rim. Remember Jordan Clarkson put up the fists to fight him after? Ready to fight. He put blocked his, his shot baby. in isolation. Like, he was great that night. And he, like, that was part of like a six-game stretch where, you know, the podcast, the stories being written, everything was like, Jonathan Kaminga has figured it out. So we've been here before. With like the, you know, you gotta play him this amount of minutes. He's he's solved it. Is it different though? The the difference is, he's a twenty year old who's gonna have a bad spell. Steve just gotta stick with him through it. Like that's just the bottom line. Like, well, and, Steve and has a difficult a time doing now. that. 
Yeah, he does, but he don't have much of a choice now. True, but, you know, these are high-stakes games that are only getting more pressurized coming up. And, like, people forget. They tried to start this guy in the second round against Memphis. Not only tried, like, they did. How many straight games was Jonathan Kaminga starting in the second round of the playoffs last season for a title team? But they pulled the trigger quick because, like, he wasn't attentive. He was taking bad shots. Memphis was sagging off and, uh, and, and you know, clogging up the lane. And there are going to be those games. What if they play the Lakers in a playing game, let's say? And, you know, the Lakers' strategy is to just completely sag away from him. And Jonathan Kaminga kind of hesitantly misses his first two threes. But then you got to play him because you're going to put him on LeBron. But that's when maybe you don't take Kaminga out. You take Looney out, you know, whatever. So, I mean, I generally agree, but I also just don't am not trying to plant my flag. This is a song we've heard <laughs> before. <laughs> I feel you. So, so then we shouldn't be excited about Moody. Why is Moody like usable in Dallas? That's just a, maybe it's a matchup <laughs> thing. It could be a matchup thing. Uh, he was pretty good last night. He had what I remember I the pump and go from the corner where he scored. And then the next possession, he, he hustles in transition, drags the defender that gets, I don't know, I got like Looney a dunk or something like that. They also don't have like dudes who kill you off the dribble without Kyrie, right? So that that's kind of his problem. I think Moody has decided, and this is like, you know, I have not asked him about this, but it just seems like he's decided I'm going to hustle like I'm gonna turn up the hustle, you know, toggle to ten. And he's just like sprinting up and down the court. The way he goes after rebounds, like it's kind of reckless. It's lost them a few rebounds. He'll fly into a crowd even when sometimes like somebody on his team is going to get it and just like whack it away because he wants to be like part of the fray. Uh, last night, well, remember he, he had that one where he was, was falling, falling. down. And, like, yeah, that was actually kind of a bad play. Yeah, but yeah, it was. But it's part of this idea that I think he's deciding. Hey, if I'm getting eight minutes, I'm going to like go all out in those eight minutes, and he's been better. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What do you think about Moody, though? I just think he should be playing. <laughs> I feel like he should be playing over. I don't necessarily think over anybody. I just think like he should be in the rotation. Well, we get to the part now where you kind of got to trim it. And if you have Wiggins, no. But as long as you don't have Wiggins. It's March 23rd. And my sense is Gary Payton the second will be seen before the end of March. And if it's not before the end of March, it's early, early April. But Gary Payton will be back soon. And that 
adds and that's to- gonna take a lot of minutes yeah. from somebody because Steve loves him, you know, rightfully so. And Steph probably won't be able to play without Gary Payton next to his behind side. <laughs> that was that was a uh, inside joke at there. People that listen to our last podcast. Oh, that was here, huh? So I, I think Moody's. I think Moody's good for for games like that where you need a lot of bodies. Uh, I still think, especially considering what you will be asking them to do, it's good to not run these guys into the ground, right? It's good. Like, it was great to get that win in Dallas where guys played 34 minutes, right? Draymond played 24 minutes. That's it, right? Like, if you can do that, you should do that because you're about to ask them to go on another, like, jaunt and – while it looks like they might not be in the play-in, they still might be. <laughs> so I just feel like you got to buy minutes. That's a huge deal, by the way. Not even just because, like, hey, obviously if you're in the play-in, like your season's on the line, you got to win a game. But if you escape the play-in, you, get, you now get a full week off, right? Because you play your last game, whatever it is, like Saturday the 10th. And then the playoffs, the actual playoffs don't start until the following weekend. You get like a full week of rest and practice time. The tournament is 11th to the 14th, right? So, And the season ends on the 9th or 10th. I think it's the 9th. And then the playoffs playoffs start on the 15th. So that's a full... And you might not play till the 16th, days. right? If yeah, you're like the Sunday yeah. game. It's how they got Steph Curry back in the lineup last year. Remember, he didn't play at all to end the season. And then he used that week to... They could do like really deep, dense practices, a couple of them. So that's important. They need to... And I also would say, last night's win... If they lose last night, they are on a path they're to the play. They're probably locked in. They're probably locked they in. They win yeah. last night. Now they're on the path out of the play. Unless the Oklahoma City Thunder got something to say about it. Or Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, they play both, both of those teams at home in the last eight games, and they're two and one against both. So you win, you know, you get the head-to-head tiebreaker. If you, to me, if you win the Timberwolves game and you win the Thunder game, you're getting out of the play. Like you're going to be a top six, maybe five, because no Paul George and the Clippers are, are maybe heading towards a slump. If they somehow ended up in the play-in. What they have done at minimum is giving them chances themselves a really good chance to be the seventh seed, right? It's looking pretty hard to fall to eight, assuming they're like remotely decent at home. And seven plays on eleven, and it'll be at Chase. You win that, you still get four to five days before the next. So that that might be the best world outside of not, and you probably get Memphis at two. By the way, yeah, right. <laughs> You're gonna need those five days. So yeah, they're not out of the woods, woods. But all right, all right. Serious question: If you're Joe Lakeup, do you want to be seven or six? Um, I think you want to be six because I think six is more likely to get you more home games, more rounds. Get you, get you past it, the It first gets you round, a higher yeah. percentage of going deeper and potentially even I don't know, final. six against the Kings, seven against the, the Grizzlies. I mean, John Moran's back now, and he looked good yesterday. And Memphis is like, Memphis without Jaw has like crushed him in Memphis two straight times. So I understand, look, no Brandon Clark, no Steven Adams. You know, Adams, maybe you'll see again. They're thinner than they were last year. They're beatable, I believe. You like you don't want to do that again, though, huh? But <laughs> that's tough. That's a tough matchup. And Memphis is playing good right now. They're a good team. 
they're they're, they're a good team. I, I thought last year they they could have beaten the Warriors, so it'd be tough to go in there again. But I also do feel like if they if the if if the Dallas win is a sign that all right they're in it now, I think I think the Warriors could go get a game there. What if you either don't have Andrew Wiggins or you just like don't have a yeah, like, that's ready a, version of Andrew Wiggins? That's that's a ball. Uh, that's a tough proposition, man. But you do have Kaminga, Gary Payton, Edgy Pizza. Who, by I'm the way, remember saying. he was considered a huge part of the series last year for a game and a quarter before Dylan Brooks. He was. Y'all don't like being guarded by GP two. Like, I feel like I mean I'm I'm biased. Later, I want Warriors Kings. Just <laughs> for travel purposes? Yes. Y'all don't understand. I hate to be this way, but man, it is so hard to fly in and out of Memphis. Like if we if you start your playoffs like that, yeah, that's that's just not cool. I don't give me Kings, man. Give me give me Kings. To be Plus honest, it, it is lining up that Very the well. I would say the most likely as of today, the most likely matchup would be Kings at three, because Kings are really settling into the three because Memphis is creating some separation and they're like five up on Phoenix. So they look very much like the three. They look seed. pretty much locked in. And with yesterday's win, to me, the likeliest seed for the Warriors is at six. The tough part though is, man, what's gonna happen with the Clippers? So that yeah. So the Clippers are now only a half game ahead of the Warriors. Huge Clippers Thunder game tonight, by the way. Uh, especially with the Thunder. The Thunder is now one game behind the Warriors. If the Warriors leap the Clippers, then you're talking about 4-5 at five Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. Is that what you want? Is that what you... <laughs> There might be some seeding. You know, the Warriors are not in a position at all right now to, like, pick and choose if they but should if win But if they get to the last two games, like at SAC, at Portland, or at Portland, it's like, do you want to win this game or not? That's what and then the Blazers will go, oh, you think you don't want to win this game? Yeah. <laughs> we go find five fans to come play for us. Guard this Drew Eubanks post up <laughs> real quick. <laughs> you know, I wrote about this too, but like you get to that Warriors at Kings and it's essentially entrenched that you're playing the it's Kings Warriors in the first round. Does Mike Brown say, "Hold on, man, I'm not showing you nothing"? Because you know Mike Brown's already like, "Man, I don't want to face the Warriors. Not for my, not for our first time, right?" Yeah. And not only <laughs> do you just like, you probably don't want to face them matchup wise. That would just dampen Golden One Center's like heat, right? Because there'd just be too many Warriors games. There'd be so many Warriors fans. Vivek would probably be on 20. <laughs> right? It's like, man, I got to deal with my boss. Like, you know, if we lose this series, you know, so like, you like, can we, can we just get somebody else? <laughs> I just feel like Sack might say, man, I'm not showing you nothing. Like, there's a, there's a real reality that they might play two teams that are not playing for their final two road games. They're just like, eh. So Clippers without Paul George the rest of the regular season. And, you know, Kawhi still probably needs a little bit of rest throughout, you know, in the final nine. They have the Thunder tonight, Pelicans and Bulls at home. Those are two winnable games at home. But then at Memphis, at Memphis, two straight road games in Memphis, at New Orleans, back home for, you know, a Lakers, one of those L.A. battles with the Lakers, by the way. That's another team that, another team you know, certain, look out yeah. below right now, the, the way they're coming up. Portland should be very winnable considering their and then their last game of the regular season at back to back at Phoenix, April 9th. I think the Warriors 
definitely have a, an obvious path to, to leap into fifth. But again, if Kevin Durant is back, and I have no reason to believe he wouldn't be, uh, that's that's there dangerous. are concerns in Phoenix, though. Like there are concerns. Like when does KD come back, and how well do they hold up until he's back? Like they've lost, they've they've had some bad losses. They, Austin Reeves just put it on him last night. Reeves cooked him, bro. Man, Reeves, dude. Jeez. Oh, let me ask you then. What's more appealing? You're the sixth three, and you're going to Sacramento, or you actually get all the way up to four, because, by the way, the Suns are only a one game ahead of the Warriors right now, and you do play Phoenix, but you're on the home side of the bracket. You're the four. Oh, I'm taking home all day. Okay. Yeah, especially with their home road splits. Mm-hmm. I'm taking you Give me four home games. Yeah, I'm taking it home. You sound like Joe ah, Lake. You know what? Like, that Actually, gate you know money? What? Game one, How two, five, and seven gate money? Actually, you know what? That's a great question because one of the things I've thought with this team is this is like kind of where they are now. Like they don't have the intimidating factor anymore, right? They don't have that. Here comes the Warriors. We're going to. Yeah, you're shaking your boots, right? Like, I think that you might have a little of that in a playoff series. In like, a play, that, but that's what I was thinking. In a playoffs, if you're going on the road to start a series, knowing if we get one, we win this series. And it's really game one, right? Like they did in yeah. Memphis last year. Like Memphis, absolutely. We get one, we, we got them, right? And now we put them on a panic mode. Whereas if they're at home, they win two games at home. Like, you know, that's what you were supposed to do. But or if you end up getting upset, now you gotta go on the road to try it's to always it. challenging when it's one one switching locales in a playoff series. Cause that game three crowd is confident and that like first quarter you can just get crunched in. Where I do think the first road game is easier when it's zero zero so series just starting. I want to see what Sacramento. If I'm the Warriors, I want to see if Sacramento is about this life actually. Like, yeah, here comes Steph Curry for Game One in your building. Like, yeah, I mean, all that little hundred thirty points a night, top scorer. I got that. Will the shots fall when the Warriors are in your building? Half the crowd is in blue and gold, and you got to beat the defended champs two times. What's that pre-series scouting meeting like? Are they just like we're leaving oh. Barnes? <laughs> uh, yeah who who wants it more like if bar the barnes would come out with this like incredible series just to like harrison barnes is just like 52 percent on nine right? threes a game he makes every three he missed in the uh 2016 finals <laughs> he goes 27 for 32 he instead of five on. for 32 yeah i mean like that'd be that'd be the revenge of the black falcon uh yeah, I, I think their biggest question is what are they gonna do about Fox? Like that that would be the question. That's but where you need Peyton, right? That's where you need Peyton. That's where that's you where need Wiggins. Great to have Wiggins. Yeah, that's where great to have Wiggins. If you got that and you, you know, Kaminga, you saw Fox, you might solve a bit of uh Sabonis. You gotta deal with that. He's well, a hand. Draymond's for Draymond. guarding Sabonis, yeah. Looney's guarding Sabonis. I, I mean, the Kings have two things. Like their offense is is going to score points in the playoffs. And also, they've been the best team in the conference on the road. Like yes, they, they're good. They, they, they don't they just score. have this like golden one center magic. Like they they have translated everything to the road this season. I'm, I'm, let me go look right now. 22 they are and 14. 22 on and 14 road. on the road. 19 yeah. and 18. The Clippers is the second best road record in the conference tied with you the You see Knights. the Grizzlies road record? 14 and 22. Yeah, not great. Yeah, not great. I mean, like Suns, 15 and 22. Like they're... 
the the Kings are the one really good road team in the West. Like in, in the East, you got Milwaukee, you got Boston, Philly. Like if the, the Kings the Knicks just didn't even. have the the lack of playoff experience and just the reputation of being the Kings, like their profile would scream like somebody the Warriors shouldn't want to play, right? No question, no question. They got too many places to to that can burn you, but. You're banking on, yeah, we ain't y'all ain't do that in the playoffs. <laughs> You're banking on like the intangible stuff. You could be correct. It's a real thing. But also, if they come out and win that series five one or four one. Five one. You like I know, right? Win that series four one, you like, uh oh. You know what I'm saying? Like the Kings might start looking really good at that point. It's like, yo. <laughs> they they they're still the same team in the playoffs. They don't seem shaken. Go to one might be lit though. I don't know. I think the Warriors are gonna be. I think the Warriors are just gonna be tough. And I I like that idea of them going into a series. To me, that's where it's like, oh man, we got to deal with these dudes. And now home court advantage probably doesn't feel so grand. And you've got Draymond, you've got Steph, you got Clay playing the role of you know spoiler in that sense. I I kind of like that setup. I think that'd be good for them. It'd be great if they're a five seed going to Phoenix. What's the better matchup? Like, just matchup. I think the league would love at some point to get Warrior Suns. And if that has to be the first round for them, then so be it. Durant against the Warriors in the playoffs is like needed before these era, this era dies, I think. I mean, I don't think that's the who the Warriors should want. But as a viewer, as somebody following the sport, covering the sport, I think that's rich with storyline. I mean, you get the 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 Clay Devin Booker aspect. Uh, you get the Steph Chris Paul aspect, and then obviously just Durant against the Warriors aspect. I like it. Uh, that that is actually probably the series I would want to see. And, and and you can't guarantee it's coming later. So I think to just get it as the four or five winner against the Nuggets would be intriguing. Be very intriguing. I'd I'd be with it. Uh, we got to talk about this homestand before we get up out of here. Uh, Philly, Minnesota, New Orleans, San Antonio. That's got to be four and zero, right? I mean, they got to get over the Sixers. That's a, are, I mean, like, that's a tough game Friday that's night. That's a tough game. It's a tough game. But the Sixers, they can lose, right? They've we've seen them, we've seen them drop games, uh, especially games they probably shouldn't drop. Embiid is sniffing the MVP though, and Embiid, and they're like. They're three games out of the first, but they're, like, right on Boston's tail. Boston's been losing a bit. Philly's, like, I think they've won nine out of their last ten or something like that. Uh, But they're, like, clipping on the Celtics' heels. The Celtics are are super struggling right now. So, I mean, and the difference is two, you know, or three, right? I don't know if that's that big of a deal for – I don't know if they're running from anybody to get to Miami (laughs) at the seventh seed presumably Miami, but, you know, you just want to finish as high as you can. So they got something to play for, in other words. They got something to play for. They're healthy. It's That's going to be a tough game. But to me, if they get that, then are you now, like, here they come? Are, are you are you more convinced if they beat Philly at home? Are you saying here they come like they're title contenders again? Because I need to see Andrew Wiggins before I say that. Not so much title contenders, but – like more you don't want to see them they're finally playing yeah more they're finally like 
they're finally found their groove and they're playing like the best basketball they could play at this point without who they have. This has been their trend the last now. This would be a third straight regular season if they finish strong, which is figuring it out down the stretch. You remember the 15 and 5 run, the 6 and 0 oh, that got them into the play-in two seasons ago. Then last year, I think they won their last five and like, oh. six and actually got into the playoffs hot, right? Poole was playing well. Clay had a really good finish. So it's kind of what they've been. Uh, they've struggled in the last few like February marches and then found it right as April arrived. So I guess it wouldn't be too big of a surprise. I'm just trying to get you to get on board, man. I'm, I'm not on board. To, I'm trying to get you to become excited about this journey to June. <laughs> I'm not predicting a journey to June. <laughs> I am predicting some some wins down the stretch because the Spurs, the Pelicans, the the Blazers. Uh, you know, I the Saturday night game though, and Bead left their last game with calf tightness. He didn't play in the second half. Now they were blowing out the Bulls as precaution. Sounds like he's probably playing Friday night, but that's a key factor because if he's playing and he's motivated as I expect him to be, he's. He, like I said, he wants the MVP, and I think he knows he has spotlight games coming up. I believe he plays Giannis, and he plays M- uh, Jokic coming Jokic, up, and he knows yeah. playing the Warriors. People are watching. I believe it. I assume it's an ESPN game, uh, NBA TV. That's their toughest game on this homestand. So that's the one you're saying. If they go four and zero on this homestand, would I be ready to declare them back? No, but I bet they'll be the Steve fifth Wiggins. or the fourth seed if they go four and zero on this homestand. Yeah, I do think they need Wiggins, though. I do think that's a big deal. Anything else? Nah, I'm barely awake. I'm, I'm All right, let's get this guy out of here. We're going to uh, – may, maybe I can convince Marcus to do a post-game podcast Sunday or something like that. Yeah, I'm a post-gamer. I like to post games. I don't blame this, you. These early mornings. Oh, ah. I can hear you yawning. This is, this is ah. thrilling stuff. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sounded so exciting. My fault. All right, until next time, the next time we talk to you, the words will be the three seed in the West. Slater called it. It is booked. No, nah, three seed is almost impossible at this point, sir. You can be the four seed, not the three. It's not happening. Eh, yeah. Other teams will win games, so we'll see if they're the play-in Warriors or if they are the playoff Warriors. Until then, we'll holler. <laughs>